Welcome back to the Ideal User Podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 6th, 2001. We're going to be covering Faye Protocol, something that I recently invested into, as well as just some general life things, because that's tends to be what I talk about. Um, it's a lovely morning. The sun is shining. Got a little bit wet the last few days, but things are starting to thaw out. Um, I'm gearing up for a trip to Costa Rica. I'm going to be doing lots of surfing. And I'm getting excited and ready for that. Been listening to Spanish as I sleep. So my dreams have all been in Spanish, which is which is always fun. <clears throat> so anyways, every Tuesday I have a mastermind. And this morning, um, my mastermind, one of my mastermind members was talking about something that definitely struck me and made me think um we're talking about like anxiety and just in general let me read through my notes real fast like just in general like striving for things and how she's just like really sick of striving for anything she is focusing on living in the moment and doing what feels good and really questioning why she's doing things is she doing it because it's for her and it will help her in this moment or is she doing it because it's what she feels like she should be doing um, in order to reach some you know goal that she set for her future self or something like that um, <clears throat> not really explaining it all that eloquently but it really made me think because I've always striven that's not really a word I've always strived to be to be something. And I've always worked really, really hard to do that. And I don't think that that's really worked out so much in my favor. I mean, I'm sure that like if you ran that simulation many times, there definitely would have been a few timelines where that like worked out really, really well. And I was would have been really happy that I like was driven and really tried to make something of myself at, at an early age. And I, I'm not discounting the like how someone should try to make something of themselves. But I definitely was living and doing and working for this future person that I one day would be. And like, I remember I I had a hard time in school and a hard time um, just with school in general um, because I always just hated it. It always was felt like a massive waste of time and just like not a good way to spend my youth. I remember having pretty explicit conversations with my mom when I was young and I was like, like I really clearly recall saying like, I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my childhood. I'm going to spend the rest of my life as an adult. This is my one chance to be a child and to enjoy this time. And instead, I'm being forced to go to this institution every single day and sit inside underneath fluorescent lights and spend time during recess working on like extra shit because I, you know, was I was struggling with like reading and writing and all those different things. Um, and so they would take my recess time to like get extra hours and of of that, which is which just made me like resent it more. And now I read all the time, and you know whatever anyways going back to just like living in the moment doing things for yourself now 
and really trying to get clear on why you're doing things. <clears throat> so, you know, I felt as if my childhood was, was for the most part wasted. I don't think that I really learned anything all that valuable in school. Um, if anything, I learned to have a resentment for institu institutions and resentment for learning, um, which is, I would argue, very counterproductive to what they were trying to teach me and get me to to uh, to, to learn. Um, I think that my body definitely would have been stronger if I would have been able to spend more time outdoors with my feet in the ground, not underneath fluorescent lights, um, hating my existence and waiting and like wanting the clock to go faster so that I could be done with, with that. And then going home and then like being stressed out about having to do more homework and all those other things. Like what a waste of a childhood. Um, and the things that they taught me was bullshit. You know, I learned about fucking Lewis and Clark so many years in, in, in a row and didn't really learn how to like think or how to, communicate well or have like social emotional skills or like anything else that really like set me up like how to invest how to like do all this other things um instead i got you know free lunch which was i suppose great but it was full of like shit so it wasn't like healthy um and yeah total waste of time so i then continued that later on in my early 20s and you know like my late teens early 20s i was trying to build businesses i was always trying to work really hard um trying to make something <clears throat> of myself and didn't ultimately have a lot of success and definitely didn't have a lot of enjoyment or fulfillment um and now i'm a fairly jaded 30 year old who is trying to rekindle some like of my spark to get after it and get going and make something of myself and really realizing that I might just be setting myself up to be in the same trap that I was in before and that I should really evaluate why I'm doing these things and trying to live more in the moment and enjoy where I am right now and enjoy what I'm doing and use what I can use to fulfill myself as much as I can in the moment and it's so contrary to what I have been doing of like trying to delay gratification um and like because instant gratification kills your ultimate full potential or something like that was like a thing that I had written on my wall when I was like 19 um and you know I suppose I'm stronger and more flexible I guess my investment portfolio is a bit better because of of that mindset but i don't think that i'm happier and i'm I think it's fair i think it's safe to say i'm not happier so anyways that was just something that i wanted to noodle on a little bit like we just got done with that call and that's something that she's been really working on is that she just wants to show up as she is how she is um and just really be in that moment and be the full expression of who she is then in that day embody and exude your authenticity um and it all comes down to like what your why is and like why you do things and what gives you meaning so there's that let's move on to some more 
technical things. Um, so Faye, Faye Protocol, it's a, it's a new project. It's been launched about like two days ago is like when it actually hit. Um, I was part of the Genesis block, meaning I contributed Ethereum early on to their opening. Um, and definitely didn't go as planned. I have been following Faye for a few months now. Um, and I didn't, it didn't seem as if they were super known or popular. Um, they had kind of made their way through some filters of mine, um, showed up in some groups that I really respect and admire. And I think that it's a good, a good idea to invest a small amount of money into anything that makes it through enough of those filters. Um, and my understanding of Faye was that Genesis participants would under the right circumstances would get like the best deal. And that is true and was true except for they raised like a lot more money than they had expected to which kind of diluted everyone's allocation. Um, and so those of us that invested before launch kind of are now under underwater, which is a bit disappointing. It would have been a cheaper gas experience and better prices to invest like today instead of when it all happened. Um, these things are hard to tell, like what's going to happen. Um, they were like all the... Th- projections that they, that they did was based on if there's like around 333,333 Ethereum committed, which is a significant amount of money because Ethereum right now is around $2,000 and that's kind of what it was when this protocol launched. And in the last 24 hours, about a billion dollars worth of liquidity got funneled into this protocol, which is really fucking annoying because every one of those people that committed Ethereum kind of like diluted everyone else's allocation. And so what would have been wiser for me is instead of like, I just waited for a cheap moment when gas was happening because I like to save money. And so I was like, okay, like gas is around 130 guay. I'm going to invest my money into this thing. Um, it's a, you commit Ethereum, which is a transaction fee. So it's around like $20 to do, to do that. Um, at higher times, that would have been more expensive, but I was just waiting for a cheap time. Then I pre-swapped all of my Ethereum over to Tribe because Tribe is what I wanted to hold. Faye is a stable coin that's pegged to a dollar. Tribe is a governance coin. Um, and so there's another transaction to pre-swap. And then there's a third transaction to pull your, to claim your tokens. So it ended up being around $100 worth of transactions to do all that. And then if I want to sell my Tribe, I have to then confirm or approve that, which is another transaction, like slightly less because it's just approving the smart contract to do that. But regardless, it's a pretty gas-heavy experience to have been in Genesis. Um, I'm not selling my tribe, so I haven't um, done that, but I've definitely lost about 30% of the value that I locked up in it, which isn't great. But I invested into this with the hope that Faye Protocol becomes a an adopted stablecoin and widely used because arguably it is a better sti- uh, it is a better stablecoin than Dai, which is the other decentralized stablecoin that really is like something that you could compare it to. Um, Faye Protocol has some unique attributes um, because it can be an un under collateralized 
stablecoin, meaning that it's not, so it's very like resource efficient. So for example, say they have like a few trillion dollars, which is a lot, but stable coins can capture a lot of value. Um, so say that there's like a few trillion dollars worth of like liquidity inside of this protocol. They only need to use a small percentage of that to maintain the peg because Fay is pegged to a dollar or as we evolve, maybe Fay will be pegged to some other stable thing. Um, but as of right now, it's the dollar and meaning they can use a lot of the surplus money that they have to generate yields in different ways. And if you have that much money generating even a small amount of yield, then it's going to be really powerful mechanism that can generate a lot of capital. So I liked the founders a lot. I thought the team was really solid. I thought that the way that they were bootstrapping liquidity um, made sense. And I wanted to participate it from the very beginning. There are a few things that I participated in from the very beginning. Um, I spent a lot of time earlier in the summer trying to participate early or like catch listings um, and ended up just spending a tremendous amount of time, uh, mental resources, and and spent a lot of money in gas to do all these transactions because it's all gas heavy. Um, and it's really difficult to just outperform buying Ethereum and just doing nothing. And so I've been kind of turned away from doing like investing early into things. But this is one that like made it through enough filters that made me be like okay to take that that bet. And even though I'm underwater now, I don't think that I'll be underwater forever. I am tempted to buy more tribe tokens. Um, I've been kind of watching the price continue to dip. If it gets a little bit cheaper, that'd be great. It's around a dollar fifty-four as of recording. It's dropped fifteen percent in the last twenty-four hours. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. But I still like the project. It's still good. I wish that, like, when I invested my money, there was like about one hundred fifty ETH committed, so they're about halfway to their allocation. Um, I thought that they might get close to filling what they wanted to fill. Um, but instead like everybody hopped on and like in the last like 12 hours in particular, just like an ungodly amount of money just like poured in and just really like overinflated everything and really diluted everyone's, um, everyone's allocation. So these, these things are hard to predict. And so the safer move and the, le the lessons learned from this is that if they don't cap it, which like would have been better, like say they capped it at like, okay, we're gonna, this is gonna be open for three days. You can commit your Ethereum to the Genesis pool um, and it's gonna end at three days or we're gonna stop it early if we if we fulfill what we wanted to fill. Um, and that would have been probably better, but would have been, so like the learning moment from that I had is that if, I'm going to do a thing like this in the future. I should wait to the last minute. And regardless of if I'm going to spend higher gas fees to do that, um, it's better to see the writing on the wall and see that it is oversubscribed and that it's probably going to dip on launch and that on launch you could just snag the listing. And that would have been a better move because even if I had spent a lot of money on that one transaction and like kicked up my gas to like make the transaction happen fast, 
I still would have spent less money in gas to do that. Now, that being said, there is still value, hopefully, in being part of the Genesis because they might do things to Genesis holders. And so there's a lot of people that hold tribe and are, we're all underwater for the most part. And we now are owners of this protocol. And so we're going like, there's a lot of discussions happening on discourse and on discord and on Twitter and like everywhere about kind of what to do. Um, currently it's super over collateralized. There's a lot of money in, in, in Faye and in tribe. Um, Faye is sitting around 95 cents, I believe. So their peg is slightly off, which means that if people want to sell Faye, there's going to be a bit of a burn. There's all, there's currently 2.25 billion dollars worth of value in Faye protocol. <laughs> and it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of money. Um, and anyone that sells Faye currently is going to be hit with a penalty because they haven't really worked out the peg quite right at the moment. Um, and so it's difficult for them to kind of like maneuver themselves out of this, out of this situation. It seems like I haven't read too much into it because I don't know, it's going to do what it's like, what, what it's going to do. And I'm just holding because if I sell now I'll be underwater and I don't really want to do that. And I think the project's still good. And so if anything, I'll just be buying more and sitting on it. Um, I only buy things that I think that I feel comfortable holding for a long time. I only buy things that I think have a tremendous amount of upside so even though I felt like it's more likely that Faye won't work out in the long run than it will, it had a likelihood of if it, if it, if it does work out, then it will win in a really, really big way. Um, and if I make 10 bets that have made it through all those filters, I only really need one of those bets to work out really well in order to make up for the other nine losses. Now, I don't think that this will be a loss. I think if anything, I'll be able to sell for profit in the future. Um, and hopefully it's one of those things that I just hold on to forever and just pays me dividends for the rest of, of my life because I will be a owner of, of this protocol that um, is one of the most widely used cross-chain stable coins. So we'll see um, what happens right now sitting underwater, which never feels good. That's my take on what's happening. Definitely could have been better. I wish that people like th this is part of like one of the problems with crypto is that there's such like a degenerate community that is just aping into anything that they hear about and they don't really like read the fine print or like realize like what's actually happening. And so like everyone rushed in at the last minute just looking for a quick trade because they saw that they get like an airdrop of tribe before doing this. Um, but so much of them came in like 2.6 billion worth of liquidity that like it just kind of fucked everyone else. And so definitely a bit of a bummer. Um, so sorry for all of you that are now underwater on this investment. And I think that if we hang in there, it'll be fine. I'm probably going to try to buy some more. I'm just going to kind of be patient. And if I get a price that I like at a time where the network's not over congested and I can like sneak in a transaction for like 20 bucks. I'll probably do that. Um, I definitely went in fairly heavy into this investment, but I think long-term it's going to be okay. 
I always replace the amount of Ethereum that I buy with cash so that I'm only out the dollar amount and not the Ethereum amount because I would rather lose my dollars than lose my Ethereum. I am traveling at the end of this week and then I'll be gone for a few weeks. I might bring my microphone with me and try to try to do some things. Uh, the project that I'm working on is coming along. It's doing pretty good and we're getting closer. So that feels that feels good. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in and hopefully that wasn't a massive waste of your time.